Hey, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here at Next Level Church Online. We're excited that you have joined us this morning and uh, hope that the message that you hear this morning will speak to your heart in such a way that you are moved closer to God than you were when we started. My name is Joseph McMurray, and I'm one of the pastors here at Next Level Church. Now, I don't really consider myself to be a runner because I don't run incredible distances or train for marathons or anything like that. But if you follow me on social media, you know that I run a few times a week. My running is simply for exercise so that I can try to stay a little bit healthy. Most often I run a 5K loop through my neighborhood and and that's plenty of torture uh, or or exercise for me. Now when I run, I, I like to listen to music. Judge me or judge me not, most often the playlist that I listen to in my AirPods is an Apple playlist called Country Run. I know, I know. But most of the time, I hear the same songs over and over every time I run. But every now and then, they'll add a new song to the playlist. Not too long ago, I was about two miles into my run, which is the spot where I usually have to coach myself to keep going, don't stop. And a song came on my playlist that I'd never heard before. It was good for two reasons. One, I started paying attention to the song and stopped paying attention to the burden of running. And two, the lyrics of the song struck me as a pretty accurate perspective of how I would bet a large majority of people think about prayer. The song goes like this, and I will spare you the joy of hearing me sing it, but the lyrics say this. It says, I only talk to God when I need a favor. I only pray when I ain't got a prayer. So who the hell am I? Who the hell am I to expect a savior If I only talk to God when I need a favor. But God, I need a favor. He says, I only talk to God when I need a favor. I bet many of us could say the same more often than we would like to admit. I'll admit it. I have found myself in this phase of a relationship with God often. Until I am reminded of God's goodness and grace and his desire to have a loving, genuine relationship with me that goes way beyond just needing a favor. Maybe today can be that simple reminder for you as well. Now, raise your hand, a little crowd participation, raise your hand if you currently have a landline phone in your house. I bet it's very few who still have a landline phone. I think my family and I did away with our landline when we moved in 2009. But growing up in the house that I lived in, we did have this thing called a landline phone. And and some of the teenagers here, I'm sure, would never believe how it worked. You had one line for your entire family to share. There, there was no texting, there was no FaceTime, there was no having your own phone on you at all times, none of that. 
I remember my sister being out for blood if someone was on the phone and she was expecting a boy to call. It was serious business. Life with one landline that the entire family had to share is difficult for many of us to imagine, especially now that we know that all our phones are capable of and all they can be used for. The the phones that we carry around in our pocket today are way better than the old school landline phone that I grew up with. There was a day in time when people had a phone and they had a computer and a camera and a watch and a radio and a CD player and a notepad and a library card. My phone has pretty much replaced all of those devices. You can do so much more on a smartphone than you could ever do on a landline and so much more than just making phone calls. You can literally do thousands of things with your phone. So, why am I talking about phones? Here it is. Learning to pray, learning to to go beyond God, I need a favor, is like going from a landline to a smartphone. Here's what I mean. Most people treat prayer like A landline. A landline can do one thing, make calls. It's easy for us to view prayer that way. We we all know how to do this sort of crisis prayer. God, I need a favor. I need help. I need you to get me out of this. I need you to fix my situation. Help me. Everyone has done that. You don't even have to be a follower of Christ to admit that that you have done that. You've cried out to whomever there may be. You just have to be in some kind of trouble. And don't get me wrong. God can handle our cries for help. He's cool with your cries for rescue. He loves you. He wants to help. But God can actually do everything you ask him to. And even better, he's not upset when you approach him in this way. But here's the thing. God knows that there is so much more than just I need a favor. There's so much more that you and I are missing when that's the only way that we pray. God knows that there is way more of himself that he can offer to us than just emergencies and difficulties. There's more to prayer than just asking for what you need. If you have a smartphone, you you, you don't just make phone calls. That's ridiculous. In fact, you very rarely make phone calls with your phone. You, you text, you, you post on Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat, you play video games, you, you send pictures of your dog, et cetera, et cetera. I use my phone in my business to scan documents and, and track business mileage and, and GPS route from point A to point B and, and so much more. Prayer, our our communication relationship, our communion with God can be as useful as a smartphone, can do way more than just that one make a phone call. There's so much that we can do, but most often we treat it like a landline, just God, help me, God, get me out of this, give me a favor. But prayer is much more than just your emergency go-to. There may be a chance that, that when you think about prayer, you have sort of envisioned God like a, a cosmic vending machine. You, you put a prayer in, 
and he spits an answer out. Or maybe you've never thought about prayer at all. Either way, today could be helpful for you. Because even though learning to pray can be intimidating, like making a jump from a landline to a smartphone, it's worth it. Otherwise, we'll miss out on knowing a really great God, who's a really good father. And I don't want any of us to miss out on knowing God more. So if we were to compare prayer to a smartphone, let's take a look at some apps that could be on a prayer smartphone. There there are way more than just the four that I'll talk about today, but the point is for you to simply expand your view of what prayer could look like for you. One of these apps could be just worship. Worship in this sense is simply complimenting God. One of the simple ways that that we can define worship is, is telling God who he is. Complimenting him, telling him how great he is, how awesome he is, how we are enamored by his presence and all that he has done. We ask ourselves, what's awesome about God? What is it that makes us say, wow? Is it what he's made, the, the fact that he has forgiven us for our failures, the, the, uh, the kindness that he has toward us as sinners, his, his faithfulness to never leave us, his, his willing to give up his only son in our place so that we could have a relationship with him? Is it, is it his all-knowing nature? Is it his power? Is it his generosity? It doesn't have to be something fancy or, or smart. When you, when you think about worship and, and complimenting God, just say to him whatever comes to your mind. Think about what impresses you about God and then tell him about it. That, in this sense, is worship. Psalm 8, verses 3 and 4 says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. In other words, God, when I see all that you have made and I see how small I am, it makes me say, wow. As small as I am in comparison to everything you have made and yet you love me. You know me. You want a relationship with me. Wow, that's worship. It may feel strange, but, but imagine having a relationship with someone where neither of you ever compliments the other. That relationship probably isn't going to go very far. There, there would be a, a barrier. In the same way, when we don't acknowledge the amazing things that God has done, it doesn't hurt God's feelings, but your relationship with him won't go as far as it could. When you take time to compliment him, to worship him, you won't end up taking him for granted because you'll be looking for the ways in which he is incredible so that you can tell him about it. Complimenting God, that's worship. And you can do that as an act of prayer. 
God, you're amazing. You're so good. The things that you have made blow my mind. The relationships that you've brought into my life bring me joy. Worship. Another app could be gratitude. And this is simply thanking God. The book of Psalms is, is filled with writers saying thank you to God. We, we read the Apostle Paul, who's, who is responsible for most of what we call the New Testament. He, he tells the Philippian church to always be thankful and, and rejoice in the Lord. And, and really the whole Bible is filled with people taking time to pay attention to where the good in their lives comes from. God is the one who gives us every good thing. So why not take the time to tell him how grateful you are as an act of prayer? It may feel strange and forced at first, but you'll find that the more you show gratitude, the more you say thank you, the more you will find something to be thankful for. And you'll actually train your brain to look for the good in life, even when it isn't easy to see. And that's a great way to live. Paul writes to uh, believers in, in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. He says, So just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, don't miss this, and overflowing with thankfulness. That, that last part, I feel like, is a, a result of having a life that is rooted in Christ. It's as though if we are intentional about a life lived with God and prayers that are a little more thoughtful than just, God, I need a favor, then we will have abundant reasons to give thanks. One of the practices that I've put in place in my morning routine is, is gratitude. Just saying or, or writing three things that I'm grateful for today. And sometimes I'm still grateful today for what I wrote or said yesterday. But it's a habit that causes me to, to recall the things for which I am grateful You've probably heard me say it before, but it's still true. If you want to get on the Wi-Fi at my house, the password is gratitude with a capital G. That's how, much, that's how much I value being grateful. The next app on our prayer smartphone could be confession. Confession is simply uh, agreeing with God and asking for forgiveness. You know that Friendships get weird when someone did something wrong, but nobody talks about it. Maybe you've experienced that in your family. Someone really offended someone else, but we just sweep it under the rug and never talk about it, never bring it up. And then it's just always awkward from that point on. One person feels uh, offended by what was said or done. And even, even if the person who was offended is like, okay, whatever, I can move on. The guilty person feels awkward because it's never been brought out in the open. It's never been given closure, and it just makes things awkward in our relationships, doesn't it? It creates distance. You know how you avoid that? Confession. Confession is how you avoid that. So when it comes to your relationship with God, your Father God is already aware of your shortcomings. 
God the Father is aware that I have sinned and fall short of what he expects of me. But it's cathartic for me. It is good for my soul to confess to him, to agree with him where I have fallen short. So, so when you make this uh, a part of your prayer life, you don't have to hold back. You don't have to feel like you're keeping any secrets. He already knows. Confess your sin. Don't hold anything back. In fact, you might make your confession R-rated. You're not going to offend God. Tell it all. The Bible tells us if we confess our sins, this is 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You've heard me say it a moment ago, but admitting you're wrong, admitting that you have messed up or, or, or don't have it all together is a good thing. Especially when you are admitting this to a loving, compassionate, and forgiving God. Sometimes it bugs me when I hear people call God a good dad. Because, because I, I, want to, I want to see God as a father, not just a dad. But as a dad, it makes sense to me that God is a loving dad or daddy. That 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 he would want to wrap his arms around his children, that he would want to support them and encourage them and, and see them succeed and have good in their lives. Your father, your dad, God, embraces you when you confess. Your confession is not about getting a slap on the wrist or, or having to serve penance. Your confession is about getting it off your chest and bringing closure to that separation in the relationship. And your sin is forgiven and your relationship is restored. And when you confess your sin, he is faithful and just and will forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and you will find that it brings relief. You'll be glad you did. The final app that I'll talk about is the, the people app. And this is really just a, a, a portion of prayer where we pray for other people, praying for others. It doesn't take long for us to think of at least one person who is going through some difficult thing or, or, or has a, a terrible situation going on in his or her life or they're just really living life Far from God. Those are the people we certainly can pray for. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Now, it's not just our time of need. It's not just prayers for ourselves in which we can approach God you don't have to just approach God about you. You can approach him about anyone who is in a time of need. And according to Hebrews, you can approach God on their behalf with confidence that God hears you and pays attention. Have you ever had anyone tell you they're praying for you? Not, not just that they were thinking about you, but, but that they were praying for you or that they have prayed for you. It's a, it's a good feeling to know that someone else has prayed for you. What if you were able to give someone else that feeling? 
to be able to say to that loved one or someone that you know is going through a difficult time, hey, I, I prayed for you. I feel like there's a big difference in hearing about something going on and, and just saying, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll pray for you, and, and not actually going and, and praying for them. There's a difference in that and being able to look someone you love or look someone you care about in the eye and say, hey, I've been praying for you. I prayed for you. That's an action that has been done on their behalf, not something that they don't know whether you really will do or not. It has been done. When you pray for someone else, you bring their needs before a loving father who hears and pays attention. There, there are people who I know pray for me because they tell me. My parents pray for me all the time. I, I know that. My wife's uncle Dave prays for my family and me when he walks on Tuesdays. He's told me that several times. And every time he tells me that, I, I'm, I, I'm appreciative. But there's this other guy that I met at a conference probably 10 years ago when I was serving full-time in ministry, a guy from Florida named Dan. Dan is a pastor uh, at, a, at a church in Florida. And, and Dan and I are not close. We met at a conference 10 years ago, and we saw each other at that same conference three or four years in a row. But to this day, even 10 years later, every now and then at random, I will get a text message from Dan Elkins that says, hey, Joseph, just wanted you to know that I'm praying for you and your family. Gosh, I get those text messages and I'm like, wow. Dan's praying for me. How cool is that to know that someone else is lifting me up before the Father? How cool would it be for someone that you know and love to know that you are lifting them up, that, that you are asking God to, to bless them, to meet their needs? We can intercede on behalf of others. And believe it or not, praying for others strengthens our faith in God as well. Certainly, it doesn't mean that we're going to get everything that we ask for. As a parent, you, you can't possibly give your children everything they ask for. I know I can't. But we absolutely love them and want good for them. And God, our Father, hears the cries of his children as well. And while his answer to our prayer may not always be what we want it to be, his love for us never changes and never fails. We can pray for people. Now, I realize that your prayer life may be way more advanced than these four ideas that I've talked about this morning. And you may feel like you showed up for the remedial class today. And if that's the case, I apologize. You, you may have your own prayer closet and, and you may daily present yourself to the Lord in sackcloth and ashes. And of course, I'm exaggerating and, and being a bit of a jerk. I know that what I'm sharing is a simple message. But maybe, maybe you've focused your prayers on others and haven't spent time in confession. Or maybe you've, you've focused your prayers on worshiping God and, and haven't spent time thanking him for the many blessings in your life. Maybe you need a reminder of some different ways that you can approach your loving father. But there's a chance, and I think there's a good chance, that for many of us, our prayer life has been reduced to what we hear in a country song by a hip-hop artist named Jelly Roll. We only talk to God when we need a favor. 
and we only pray when it feels like we don't have a prayer. If that's you, God is not upset by your approach to prayer. He just has so much more of himself to offer you if you make prayer a part of your daily life. Now, sure, you can set aside a portion of your day for concentrated prayer, and that is a good habit to get into. But you also have access to God as you go about your day and in all situations. You can worship him through prayer. You can show gratitude, confess your sin, pray for other people at any time and anywhere. It would be nice to come up with a, a, a simple way to remember all these ideas. And you may be familiar with the acrostic for, for acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. I wanted to present this in such a way with, with words that might be a little bit easier to remember. But more importantly than, than remembering the words that go along with these phases, I want it to be something that you choose to do, that you would decide today to, to pray in such a way that, that you worship God and that you show gratitude to him and that you confess and that you pray for other people and make prayer a part of your daily life. So I want to challenge you this morning. In the days and the week that are ahead, as you go about your day driving to work or, or between appointments or as you interact with people, whatever you find yourself doing, I, I want to challenge you and encourage you to, to take time to compliment God. Take time to, to tell God thank you. Spend some time confessing where you've fallen short and, and try praying for other people. And when you do these things, be, be intentional about it. You might even want to create a, a reminder on your phone to, to go off at a certain time and, and pray a prayer of worship or a prayer of, of confession. And remember, just as Pastor Doug said last week, your words don't need to be eloquent. Just speak to him as you would speak if you were talking to me or the person sitting next to you. Approach God in your own way. And when you do, you'll begin to notice changes, not only in your relationship with God, but also within yourself. You'll become more aware of, of the good around you. You'll become more grateful. You'll be more in tune with the things in your life you need to confess or maybe even avoid. And you'll be more likely to give others a break in what's going on because you're more aware of what they're going through. Learning to pray isn't just something that God wants from you. It's something that God wants for you because it will allow you to know and experience more of him. Jesus tells us that he came to give us life and life to the full, a rich and satisfying life. And a life of prayer is one step in that direction into all that God has for you in Christ. So decide today that you will learn to pray, that you will talk to God more than just when you need a favor. Because the truth is, even when you think you don't have a prayer, there's a God who loves you. And he is worthy of your worship and your gratitude and your confession and your prayers for others. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for uh, the reminder from, from Scripture that you are a good Good Father, that you hear the prayers of your children and that 
that our life of prayer can be much deeper than just, God, I need a favor. So Father, would you put it on our hearts this week to to get to know you more through the way we pray, that we might pray prayers of, of worship and gratitude and confession and pray for other people, and that as we do, God, we might understand and know and experience more of you just as you would have us to, because you love us like a good, good father. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us this morning at Next Level Church Online. I I hope that something that you have heard today has resonated with you and really would cause you to take a look at the way you approach God in prayer. If you liked what you heard today, I hope that you'll uh, you'll subscribe to our channel so that you can see our messages each week. Um, Like and subscribe and tell somebody else uh, about what you heard. And if you'd like to support the ministries of Next Level Church, we would love it if you would decide to give. And you can do that through our website at nextlevelchurch.org slash give. So as we depart from one another today, I want you to know that, that we serve an amazing God who is really a good, good father. And he's waiting for us, for you, to get to know him better. Prayer is one of the ways that he has made himself available for you to do that. So don't settle for the landline of, God, I need a favor, prayers. Decide today that you will learn to pray and then go do it. You'll be glad you did. God bless you.